0: Welcome, friends. James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com, coming to you with another edition of Solutions Watch here in November of 2021. Thank you for hanging on while I was busy with my course at Renegade University, but we're back and we're going to hit the ground running On an extremely important topic and one that I don't think I'm going to have to elaborate on the importance of for my clued-in, clued-in, switched-on audience, and that is energy independence. And if you do need any sort of crash course in why energy independence, or at least getting towards energy independence, might be a useful thing, you might look at what happened in Texas, for example, last winter during some of the uh, blackouts that were happening there, or of course I'm sure there are examples in your own local area, wherever you happen to be in the world, of extended periods of blackout or a lack of electricity might become a significant problem. And even beyond that sort of emergency mode, of course, the idea of being energy independent is an exceptionally important part of forming actual uh, alternative communities that will be a, be resilient in the face of the great reset, great transformation that the World Economic Forum and the like are trying to bring about. So I racked my brain trying to think, um, who could I get on as a guest to talk about this topic? And that's when I remembered on Ernest Hancock, freedomsphoenix.com, on his Declare Your Independence radio show, he often talks to Bob Anderson, who I understand has achieved that very energy independence that we're talking about. So let's bring him onto the conversation. Bob Anderson, thank you for joining us today. Oh, not a problem. Glad to glad to be here. Glad to have you here. And especially because, uh, let's put this up front: this isn't a plug or a hey, buy my product or anything of that sort. You're not selling or pitching anything. You're simply living the life and walking the walk. So I want to get you on to talk about how it is one can go about doing that. But before we get into that, let's establish your bona fides. Who are you? Okay. Where do you come from? How do you know anything about electricity production anyway?
1: All right. So after I graduated high school, I uh, went into the United States Navy and uh, into the nuclear power program. Uh, learned how to run reactors while I was uh, I was there. So when I got out of the Navy after six years, I found a power plant that was hiring and I uh, came out to work in Arizona at the Palo Verde Nuclear Generating Station. Um, spent 33 years there, you know, uh, making electricity for the, the United States Southwest and um, retired a couple of years ago. And uh, just um, that's kind of where I've got most of the knowledge that I've, my background for energy, but there's a lot on the internet. I also did a I'm a, i have an insatiable technical reading thing. I uh, you know I devour technical reading. Some people read novels. I read technical stuff, and um, and so I learned a lot off the internet. There's a wealth of knowledge if you want to go look on uh, how to basically do a, you know it, it's it's residential wiring and, and electrical production. So I mean you are not talking really. Convoluted or hard to understand, uh, you know, high voltage kind of stuff. So it's uh, it's you know it's a battery and an inverter that makes house current, and um, there's uh, a lot of information out there. People want to learn about it.
0: Excellent, great. Well, I want to have you on specifically to talk about your experience doing this because you're someone who's obviously walking the walk and talking the talk. But I see that you are in a room right there that seems to have a lot of electrical devices plugged in and functioning. So surely you're on the grid at least a little bit, right?
1: No, you know, not really.
0: The, um, you
1: know, it, when you talk about being totally, you know, independent, um, I do have a diesel generator. So I do have power that is brought in occasionally as fuel for the diesel generator. And during the really peak times of the summer, uh, I, for running air conditioning, I, uh, run my diesel generator. Um, as I and be, uh, I grew up in New England, and we used to have uh, heating oil delivered, right? And so I just tell people here, um, I have a truck pull up and deliver my deliver me cooling oil. Uh, <laughs> just, and that's kind of how I look at uh, having to have the outside energy. And I've been, you know, you talk about, am I really energy independent? I could be. I could get really small if, if, if necessity required, I could survive here with no outside input you know my life wouldn't be quite as extravagant as you as you, as you see you know um, even during the summertime I, I mean I could I could survive here with what I have just off the sun uh, which is kind of where I wanted to at least get the system to but to be able to you know have my kids have a Nintendo and internet and big screen TVs and stuff like that probably, 80% of the year I can do that totally off the sun. But during the summertime when I want to run air conditioning and have the whole house cool and, you know, I run, I run a diesel generator. So I do have some outside energy that's brought in.
0: Right. And I, I think that's an important point to make because I think sometimes when people are looking at these issues like energy independence, they get caught up on the idea that it's either – one hundred percent. I am totally, utterly self-sufficient, or it's not worth doing at all. And I think that's a self-defeating attitude, um, because it is about getting at least closer towards independence. What can be wrong with that? So let's talk about the nuts and bolts of how that is done. Tell us a little bit in technical detail about that your setup.
1: So I have about five kilowatts worth of uh, solar um, solar panels uh, that, that are set out, ground set out in front of my house. Um, I some people put them on the roof. Um, I found a long time ago that um, it, it's good to have them where you can touch them. You know, you, you can always put a ladder up, but you never want to. You know, so, I mean, I go out that I could take a hose because it doesn't take a lot of dust or, uh, you know, an, an errant bird poop on there or something like that. It can, rest, it can drastically affect your output. Uh, people don't realize it takes a little, just a tiny bit of shading on a solar panel and you can negate the entire production of that entire panel um and if you have panels in series or uh, in parallel um, it can affect the whole setup of uh, one setup of panels You're just having some debris on there so it's important to have it where you can actually get to it and I was I have enough real estate that I can devote to having my panels you know ground set and I think that's that's kind of important uh, so I have five kilowatts worth of uh, solar panels and I have um charge controllers for them a charge controller is a, a mechanism that uh, takes the Raw power from the solar panels and puts it into the battery or into the system, and it it, it controls the amount. A solar panel will just keep putting out voltage and, and the amperage, and depending on the battery setup you have, uh, you can harm your batteries if they get too full and you keep trying to cram power into them. You'll damage your batteries, and that's what the uh, charge controllers do. Um, I have a just set up to be a little more independent. As we were talking about, um, I have. Two inverters set up that run in parallel to produce 220 volts. Mostly, I did that was for my uh, my ground my well pump. Um, one of the big reasons I had the diesel generator before is I have a storage tank that's ground set and a little pressure pump for the house that runs off a of one, 115. But to pump the water up out of the ground 500 feet, I'm out in the desert, so the water's down a ways. Um, it took took some horsepower, um, and so I was doing I was would use the diesel generator a lot for that would be, you know, I'd start it up and once or twice a week and pump fill up my storage tank. I wanted to get away from that because I could, you know, like say, I wanted to get to the point where I knew I could, if I had to, I could get by with just my the solar power. So now I can, I can pump my well with, with the sun if I, if I need to. And my system is now big enough and robust enough to be able to handle the deep well pump. So that was uh, probably my last big upgrade I did. Um, did that shortly after the last election because i realized that the price of energy was going to get significantly different than i was used to and uh, so i uh took some money out and invested it in
0: uh in upgrade my my system so that's that's, that's that's awesome but the question that i would have i mean how much do you have to spend to get to that point it must be incredibly expensive to, to run such a system or to purchase such a system
1: well well it is and it isn't um the actual dollar value is is significant or, you know, it's a it's not chump change. But the um, I bought raw land out here in the middle of nowhere, more or less, because I wanted to kind of be out in the middle of nowhere. And the power plant I worked at was just down the road a few miles. They built it out in the middle of nowhere. And I wanted to live close to the plant because I was just starting a family and wanted to uh, be close to home and not commuting in and out of the city through traffic and all the downside of that. So when I bought the the property, and I you know promised my wife that uh, she wouldn't have to live like a you know a, a hobbit in a hole, um, that we have we'd have a, we'd have a, a modern lifestyle, um, <clears throat> the uh, the price for the utility to bring the power in to where I lived and put poles up and the transformers and get the power to the house was significant. It was way more than chump change, um, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. And uh, so when you balance that against the cost of the solar system, all that was going to buy me was the privilege of a monthly electric bill. I, I, I that didn't pay for the first electron to come into the house. So I took that money that I would have spent to have power brought to the house, put it into producing my own electricity, and now I don't have a monthly electric bill. You know, so it's it was a it was a significant cost of money. I probably have over the years, I probably get ten to fifteen thousand dollars worth of infrastructure put in that, um, to get me where I'm at right now, but I would have, I would have done that. And part of buying raw land that doesn't have utilities to it or nearby, you also get a break in the price of the land because it's not worth as much if you don't have utilities there. Although that is changing. You know, I'm noticing more and more people out here where I, where I'm at are moving out to get away from the city and they're really gearing themselves a lot more towards this level of self-sufficiency because i believe that you know they can read the writing on the wall that
0: that's going to be probably important sometime in the not too distant future oh i i think so yeah the urban exodus is happening now and lo and behold all that gaslighting that we've had over the last decade or two of all of these crazy preppers trying to get c- prepared for the end of the world oh look at them is now turning around on the people who were slinging that pl- propaganda propaganda. oh yeah <laughs> um, I,
1: yeah <laughs> absolutely um, you know, and and I, you know, I was when I first moved out here 30 some odd years ago, I would drive out here to the power plant, and I'd look at the desert, and I'd be like, "Oh, who would want to live out here?" You know, this, you know, ugh. once I moved out here, you couldn't drag me back into the city. <laughs> it is so nice out here. You know, it's uh I have all kinds of wildlife out back. My nearest neighbors are far enough away that uh we don't bother each other no matter how loud our music was playing or, you know, what we're doing around uh, the the house um, I'm pretty much free to do what I need to do on the property to, you know, get by and do my thing. I have a garden and my aquaponics set up and all those kind of things that, um, I wouldn't be able to do if I lived in the city. And I think more and more people are realizing that, you know, having this, uh, you know, 16th of an acre lot with uh, enough grass that you can put a putting green in and a uh, swimming pool in the backyard and your neighbors are like right there. Um, it's really not a very fulfilling life. You know, I mean, everybody, I, I, I Go into the city more and more, and when I'm in there, I'm just going. I am so glad I'm not part of this rat race anymore. It's it, it, it's bad for your health. Um, uh, just the, the just the stress of being in the city. Not not even anything's happening, but just being in that kind of tense environment is just uh, it's not healthy for you. And I one of the biggest things I have discovered when we moved out here how much you can appreciate quiet. Even when you're sitting in the city and you think it's quiet, it's not. <laughs> but out here, it's quiet. And you, I mean, it's uh, you, you hear people talk about that, that quiet was deafening. It, 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 that's what it's like. It, 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 and you can really appreciate actually having quiet.
0: Well, on on the price note, uh, I've I noted I've talked to Ernie a bunch about this over the, the last several months. I'm uh, not only talking about his future property and what he's going to do with it, but also um, rigging out the love bus um, so that it was – it had solar and everything um, going for it. Uh, he, he was constantly talking about how prices for batteries and other such things have dropped dramatically over the last few years. Can you speak oh, to absolutely. that? Oh, absolutely.
1: Well, when I first uh, started putting my system together, um, solar was going for about $4, or better, a watt. So um, in, so my, my original system was actually fairly small, and uh, we, we grew as my family grew. Um, <clears throat> price now you can really find it for less than sub sub a dollar a watt Uh, you know down in the 70 to 80 cents a watt i think Uh, and and if you they have um like seconds on the panels and i think you get those down actually around 40 cents a watt so i mean by a factor of you know what 10 percent you've had uh or 100 percent you've had the um price of panels come down over the course of you know 20 years uh batteries also technology has changed uh, my first couple of systems were set up with uh, lead acid batteries, deep cycle lead acid batteries, because that was the best technology at the time. Uh, at best, you can get – I hit my batteries pretty hard. At best, I'd get is about four to five years, and I'd be having to replace them. Um, again, not something that if you're going into the idea that maybe batteries might be really difficult to get sometime in the future, um, that's not necessarily a, a good system. Uh, then I, after that, I went into – I had uh, – Got some nickel-iron batteries, and they're um, they're like forever batteries. You still have to do some maintenance on them. Um, the the battery doesn't wear out. The electrolyte wears out, and uh, it basically absorbs carbon from the atmosphere, turns to carbonic acid. It's a base battery, like an acid battery. So as acid builds up in it, it basically neutralizes the electrolyte, and you have to replace the electrolyte. But the physical battery part, unlike a lead-acid battery, really doesn't uh, degrade. Actually, that's what goes wrong at lead acid batteries. The plates actually degrade to the point that you can't use them anymore. Um, and they were, you know, and those batteries lasted me many, many, many years. I was getting to the point where I needed to do an electrolyte change out, and um, now we have the uh, lithium iron phosphate batteries that are uh, basically sweeping the market right now. I'm sure there'll be something five years from now that'll be even better than that. But uh, those batteries, depending on how hard you uh, you – abuse them or use them um, they'll last uh, 10 15 years or better and so uh i being getting on in age i decided i no longer wanted to be climbing up and down into my batteries i keep them in a hole in the ground i got a like a kind of like a little basement under a shed that i have where all my electrical equipment is because i don't have it all in the house um I, I keep it separate um i didn't want to have to crawl down in that hole anymore dragging gallons of distilled water down there to uh do maintenance on my batteries and so uh i bought a setup of um lithium-ion phosphate batteries and hopefully they're going to do me till the point that i no longer have to worry about it
0: Mm, yeah
1: (laughs) it'll be someone else's problem yeah
0: (laughs) yeah exactly but yeah so the technology is getting better and better cheaper and cheaper lasting longer and longer so there are a lot of reasons to be interested in this space right now but uh, as you say, I mean, lots of people are fleeing to the countryside and uh, taking up residence in places with a little bit more room and breathing space. But there are still a lot of people who are trapped in more or less urban environments. Even myself, I'm in an urban environment in a rural area. Um, so not far from the countryside, but physically in a little plot of land with a, with a small house. Um right. And I I am not technologically inclined in that manner, so I know very little about this. And I'm sure there are people in the audience who are in a similar situation, want to start dipping their toes into this, but don't know where to start or how to start. What would you recommend for people like myself?
1: Well, a lot of um, early on reading about it, there were people that would do is they dedicate like one room of their house, like say your studio where where you're at right now, did separate that circuit out of the house. And they would try to just take that one room off grid and that's one way to get started really. you get an appreciation for uh, you know how much Sun you have how much energy you're using uh, you know what's the balance there are you you know getting enough that, without having to jeopardize yourself sitting in the dark because you didn't calculate right here right? and it's one room at a time and as your system grows you can take another room off and another room off um, your big energy use rooms really are uh, is your kitchen with your refrigerator you know, the refrigerators and your microwave is probably your biggest energy use. Uh, change your light bulbs out. Go put LEDs everywhere. Uh, that was one of the biggest uh, revelations I had when we first moved into this house. Um, <clears throat> we had all these incandescent can lights all you know, throughout the house. And um, I could put an, am- an ammeter on my incoming power. And I was showing my uh, my wife how much we pulled. And we changed everything out to, back then, it was compact fluorescent. And the compact fluorescent, well, I mean, it was like a sea change of the amount of power we were using. It was, you know, a step. Same then, once we got rid of the compact fluorescents, it we went to LEDs. It was even another step magnitude of, of less power consumption. And really, it is uh, one of the things you need to understand the most about uh, alternate power is, a watt is better saved than trying to generate it. It's it's much easier to save a watt than make a watt. And so do everything you can to uh, you know cut down your use, and then try like say try to take one room off of off the grid. You know uh, find find the breaker panel where the wire is, and open the breaker, take the wire off, and and run it to a little sub panel that you have, and that you're gonna just run that off a small inverter and 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 get a bit little small battery back and and start playing with it read. You can't, you, you, you can't read enough material about doing what, doing that. And the more you do it and the more you read about it, it'll, it'll get under your skin. You know, one room won't be enough. <laughs> Pretty soon it'll be like, well, I can do the bathroom too. I'm not in there that much. And then it'll be the, you know, the, if I can get the living room with the TV in it, then, you know, I can be up all night watching TV and not have to, you know, and then slowly but surely you work your house off, off grid. That's probably the easiest thing I would try to try to do.
0: And on that note, we are in an age where it is easier than ever to get access to this type of information. It would have been difficult in a pre-online world. It's exceptionally easy to at least start reading about it and learning more. Um, On that note, are there any resources that you would recommend off the top of your head?
1: Um, I started, there was uh, an online magazine called Home Power uh magazine and i uh that that kind of got me started and then after that it was just doing mostly on different equipment you know when i wanted to go buy my inverters i would go to uh you know go to go to google type in inverters and i mean you'll get uh, every company in the world out there trying to you know hawk their wares to you and you'll pull down the information and start reading about it and what they can do what they can't do there's um uh, you maybe have heard, uh, you know, Ernie talking about Will Prowse has a channel on YouTube, very informative and he's not the only one, but, um, I tend to, um, like his take on how he does his, uh, testing and, uh, his reviews cause he's, you know, he's not pushing equipment for anybody is it's all, uh, you know, you're getting, you're getting the truth from him, uh, when good or good, bad or the ugly. Um, so there's a lot of people like that out there that, uh, at least as long as the internet is. Still free and flowing for the right. most
0: part. Uh, you know, go yeah. get the information. Yeah. And on that note, know, don't, don't don't go to Google. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah, better search to engines to use. But yeah, absolutely. Start triangulating the information.
1: Yeah. And um I downloaded a lot of the information.
0: I have a little reservoir
1: of information that I've pulled down and I keep on my computer just in case the day comes when you can't find it anymore.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The memory hole is real. So um, absolutely. Such such important advice, such simple advice. But start reading and start f- casting about. There are people doing tutorials and guides and things. And some people will be trying to hawk and sell you wares. So be, be aware of that. But other people will be more independent. Uh, that's why I had you on today. You're not selling anything. You don't have anything to promote. You're a happily retired man. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't... You don't need to be selling this to anyone, but it—it it is just—it is something that can be done. And in that, on that note, you've been doing this and working towards this for for a number of years now. Have you seen a growth in this space and in the interest for this type of energy independence?
1: Oh, absolutely! Uh, you know, as I talked earlier, I live pretty rural out here, and. Um, more and more you're seeing the uh, the land prices going up and, uh, you know, urban flight. You know, um, there, there are people who want to get out of the cities. It's becoming very um, untenable to be there. Like I talked earlier, it's just I think they're realizing it's bad for your health. Um, their children are raised better rurally than they are urban. Um, you can have your garden, you know, I mean – just look what they're talking about with the uh, the shortages we're seeing, and uh, people think it's going to get a lot worse. And so do I. Um, just being able to feed yourself is going to become very important, I think, or uh, at least be able to have healthy food. And you can't do that living in the city. You have to be, be out in the country. You at least have enough uh, property to be able to, you know, put a small garden in, and those kind of things. You know, have chickens. You know, you're like a chick, chick, chickens. Um, you know, those kind of things you can actually have out in the country where you can't do that in the city. And I think more and more people are realizing how important it is to be able to, to live that life and how much healthier it is.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, excellent. And this is one step along that path. And uh, and it's good to have examples like yourself out there of people who aren't just talking about it, but who are actually doing it. So I appreciate that. And I always appreciate your input um, when you're on with Ernie on the Declare Your Independence radio show. So uh, I think we're going to leave it there for today. This is just a t- dip our toes in the water kind of conversation. But hopefully we can have you on in the future to talk in more detail about some of the technical uh, technical details here. So thank you very much for sharing your uh, your knowledge here today, Bob.
1: Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Uh, Anytime you uh, want a little input or something, let me know. I'll be more than happy to uh, share.
0: All right. Thank you.